137 in uh, podcast time. Welcome to today's episode. It's Eric chasing the fam. It's Eric. Alex is here. Janet will be along when I tell her to call. Nice. And I have I have well we, I have a lot of stuff to, to run by her like real stuff too. Ooh. Um, we'll do the Britney Spears stuff later on. Mm-hmm. I'd like to uh, throw out some other some other things. And uh, a little bit of breaking news here. One, it's it's National Pizza Day, but I figured we uh, we talk about pizza plenty as it is, so it doesn't need any special recognition. Pizza knows that we love it. Agreed. Um, I did try Geo's over the weekend. It's from Giorgio's, and I think I I have the math here correctly, like the Giorgio's downtown. And it was uh, I need to give it another try, but. They cut it like the Village Idiot, where they, they cut a circle into squares, and some people are against that. I love that. We just had that little debate with my family, because Andrew, bless his heart, refused to eat the pizza we got from Marco's, because they cut it into squares and not triangles. And he was, five-year-old Andrew was very upset he did not have a triangle to eat. And you don't get crust on some of them, because you're getting like the inner pizza? It's like, yeah, which I love. I'm an inner pizza person, so I was all for it. You could just be like a seven-year-old and go, Mommy, will you take the crust off? Basically. Um, You sound a little different today. Are you wired in differently? No. How do I? Do I? No. Okay. Um, But the breaking news here on National Pizza Day, it would appear that I've been banned from Facebook for 24 hours. (gasps) Why? Oh, for the suicide talk? No, 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 no. I was looking for some memes and I posted one that I thought was good. It was a woman in a, uh, like a, like a ski slope kind of thing and a woman in a dominatrix type outfit um, on top (laughs) of a guy just wearing like swim trunks. And um, they were like, she was riding him down the hill. Uh, and the woman was, uh, the woman, the text said billionaires and the guy she was sledding down on said frontline workers. Oh, I guess there was, (laughs) I guess there was a little bit too much nudity, but Hey, you know, a forced one day break isn't a big deal. (laughs) The humor might be a little dark too, especially considering. No, no, no. Um, welcome to the podcast. I'm going to tell, uh, I'm going to tell Janet to hop on with us right now and um but while i ring while i get her do oh and i forgot to get names but that's that's totally fine we have we have other stuff to get to um how do you feel the uh, our video shoot went why don't you tell everybody what we did we did a video shoot today we i did work related stuff today with the wellness center and the emotional support line and you and i got to have a nice conversation about why the emotional support line is good for our county how you go about calling Stuff like that. It was good. It was fun. It was nice to meet um, Chris and um, be in the center with you guys. He and I have a playful back and forth. Yes, you did. But he also knows that I, I, would, I would guess that I am probably the easiest of all the, the people here that he works with because I'm usually pre- pretty prepared and we can just knock the stuff out. And you and I have a rapport, so it was going to be a lot easier than um, you know, if somebody else going out to meet with a client and yeah. you just don't have the timing. Exactly. Yep. Um, how do you feel? Because I, I just kind of pushed through with it. How do you feel about uh, him telling us that we should have had masks on? I don't disagree. I, I mean, not that we I think we were at a proper distance, so we didn't need to have masks on at that time. But if we were any closer then I would have insisted only because it could take, a, you know, people are people go crazy on the Internet, you know, for any because they're bored. So if we were to be sitting close with one another, 
you know, although we're comfortable with each other, they don't know that. And it, I feel like it would pull away from the, it would likely pull away from the message of the video because, you know, there could be people that make comments about masks and then somebody else sees it. And then it becomes a whole conversation about n nothing that was recorded on video, you know? Yeah. I was willing to take the risk for a couple of reasons. One, I think my reputation, my reputation, not that everybody, this is targeted to people that, you know, we don't know that aren't in our network. Mm -hmm. um, but I believe my reputation precedes itself. And uh, there are very few that have been as careful and as diligent as I have been since that is correct. last March with all of this. Uh, two, I have found, I think I can be very hard to understand when I'm talking with a mask on. Mm. And I didn't want that to get, what I didn't want to happen was the other side of things where instead of losing the message because people are yelling that we're not wearing masks, but because um, they, they can't understand what we're saying. So yeah, so. so they never got the message in the first place. Hi, Janet. Hi. Hi. How are Hi, my Janet. buddies doing today? Hi. Is this beautiful? Yes. Is this be beautiful one? How are it, you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. I've been busier than heck. You you Crazy. can't you can't call her that now anymore. And I don't have names for you today. I'm I'm sorry, but I have things to run by you and, and get answers from you because yeah. you can speak to this kind of thing. One, you can't call her beautiful anymore because as of Saturday, she is a spoken for woman. <laughs> what? Janet, I'm getting married. No, when? What do you mean no? Let her get married. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I got engaged this weekend, so there will be some time before we get married. Are you happy? That sounds so exciting. I am happy. I, it's still a little weird. <laughs> I'm still getting, I think I'm still getting used to it, but um, I'm very oh happy. My God. I'm How very did he excited. Propose? We, um, he did, it was very quiet. We went to one of our favorite restaurants. We were going to go to the place where we had our first date, which was Mancy's, but they're booked. And so our yeah. second favorite place is Manhattan's. So we went to Manhattan's and it was nice and quiet and there was a musician. Uh, and yeah, and it went really quick because he doesn't like attention on him. So he did it. Boom, popped down on one knee. I said yes. And there we have it. Now I'm getting married. Oh, my God. That is so exciting. Congrats. Triple congrats. Oh, that Thank is like you. wonderful. Janet. I'll have to pick your wedding date for you, though. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. that would that be will awesome. Be something I, that is going to be my one of my gifts to you. Oh. I would love to do that. That would, you know, I can't wait to pick your wedding date. You're Very going cool. to do it next week, aren't you? It's going to be next week. <laughs> getting I mean, next, No, I meant next, next year. I meant next year. I don't want it's, to say that. Yes. Week. Yeah, it's going to be next year. How exciting is that? Oh, my I God. Know. Janet, I was going to ask you, one, um, did, uh, and Alex will have to give you her and Thomas's birthday one more time, but did they get engaged at the right time, and do you foresee good things for them? And then, of course, uh, you, you answered the question I was going to ask, when should Thomas and Alex get married? So, mm. Well, um, the thing is, I don't know his information, mm -hmm. so you know how I'm, I'm obsessive. I have to have the right inf the information to be able to give a correct answer, but I'm sure he's nice. If she loves him, then he has to be great. Okay. All right. But I will say this, you know, um, it, he he proposed under a Mercury retrograde, so it's mm. not that he'll change his mind, but what he might do is say, well, why don't we get married on this date? No, let's get married on that date. So it could be something like that, but, but I, mm -hmm. but I, you know, when you get, when you propose on a Mercury retrograde, a lot of times, many times, it's like you go back and forth with your date of what you want. It's like, it, it's crazy. 
So we'll have to see if I'm right or wrong about that. You'll probably be right because I can almost guarantee that as soon as he starts to realize how expensive everything is going to be, it'll be, why don't we consider this? Why don't we do this? Does it have to be this? And I'm not, I mean, I'm not mad at it. I get it. So. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he sounds like an amazing person and he he chose you. So he's got to be pretty amazing. Huh? How about, how about if uh, they just, uh, We'll get some city hall papers signed, and they can do it at the psychic event next month, real fast. Bang, bang, bang. Well, my psychic event's been list. It's been changed. What? It's now it? May sixteenth, and oh. the reason I know it's crazy, but the reason is because we were getting a lot of heat about people afraid to um, to be there because of the COVID and stuff like that. I was getting a lot of heat. So I decided to move it to May 16th. I was going to do April 11th, but I said, no, I'll do May 16th. And this way people have gotten their little, you know, shots and all this and everything's better and blah, 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 you know. The last one was fine, though, in October. And that was like the teeth of, like, that was like the beginning of the second wave. Yeah. Yeah, I was there for that one. I felt like there was a good turnout. Yes, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it was really busy. But oh, but you know what? But the thing is, it's going to be better this time because I want to make sure everybody is a part of it. And I don't want we're I mean, people just get scared. You know, they just get scared. And I get it. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm totally not. Um, I, I understand it just it's the way it is, you know, but we're going to have it on May the 16th. And I'm looking forward to it. Fun, triple fun. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, I have some yeah. th- I have some things, and like I said, I don't have names, but I have some things to run run by you. Um, So I need to, and you said you already brought up the retrograde. Let's go back to last Friday. So what was that date, Alex, the day before your your engagement? The 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 5th of February? It was the 5th? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have some questions. Um, And actually, like, Thursday through that weekend. So um, I, I upset Alex. I also uh, upset <laughs> another friend of mine, and you? yes, me. Um, and, and then this is not connected, obviously, to me. But it was a a, a weekend of savagery throughout the area. There were um, several murders and killings, and just mm-hmm. I know complete despair. So, like, what was going on with uh, with the universe well, over the weekend? Well, the, the Thursday of the 4th, the moon was in the sign of Scorpio. The 5th, the moon was in Scorpio. It was a void course moon that took place at 4.20 in the morning, Friday the 5th. Mm-hmm. And so those Scorpio aspects were really hitting heavy. But with Uranus, the planet of unpredictability and opposition on top of the sun, Mercury retrograde, uh, Jupiter, all in Aquarius, creating what we call in astrology a grand square. That meant when you have a grand square, it creates this enormous sense of, you know, like turbulence. So we had, it was very difficult, and some sadness was taking place, which I know was hard. But anytime you see the moon in Scorpio, and it's coming back again in March, and it's going to be like March 3rd, 4th, same, almost similar stuff. Um, 3rd and 4th of March. So be careful because you have, 
you're a Taurus and you have Aries in your chart, and when things hit, they hit hard for you. You really, I mean, you know, because it, it, it's an opposition. I mean, it's in a square to your natal sun. Square means that it forces change. Uh, it's about reevaluation. It's about rethinking things. It's really kind of difficult. And for you to upset people, I mean, I know you can be difficult, but I can't imagine <laughs> that's, you. That's an, everybody just cheered you on. That's an understatement. <laughs> no, you're not. I'm yes, I am. Funny. You're, you don't intentionally ever try to hurt anybody. It's not in Mm-mm. your makeup. No. You don't know. You don't do that. It's not. It's not in your makeup. You don't do that sort of thing. So there could have been some misunderstandings, but nothing um, consciously where you would hurt somebody. You don't do that. So I'm. I'm just. I'm not saying that because we're friends. I'm saying that because I know you enough to know, and you just don't do that. And I think you're such. Even though sometimes you can be a little cynical, but I don't think it. But I think it's all in jest and fun. I can't imagine you ever purposely hurting somebody. So it it would just it had to be the planets, the influences, things. People were a little goofy, but I can't imagine you purposely doing that. Right? Am I right or wrong about that, Alex? I think you're completely right. I mean, I wasn't. <laughs> that's funny you bring that up because I was literally um, at home. I'm like, Eric, you know. But I all I always knew that you were saying what you said with good intention. Always good intentions. He doesn't do. He's just nice. He's mm-hmm. nice. You know, so I, I don't know what was said, but I'm dying. To, we all three need to go for coffee. Well, that'd be and nice. you know what? If we meet for coffee, I'll do your. I'll look at your chart with your significant we, other. We I haven't had co- we haven't had coffee since the beginning of this, and every week I I bother you for it. All you have to do is invite me, and now I get up earlier than you, so that could be a problem. But let me know, and we'll bring Alex. It'll be a big fucking caffeine party. Yay! I would love that. I, I love, love caffeine. That, but, you know, I want to make sure that Alex can make it. I want to make sure she can do it because I know she gets busy too. She's got a life, you know what I mean? She's oh, got her own thing. But, stop. But, but I would love it. <laughs> you're, you're, just, you're so sweet. You're pulling excuses out of your ass. Alex has... I'm not... I don't... I don't have much of an ass because I've lost 30, mm. almost 31 pounds. We will come out to rich little Sylvania and find one of your coffee places and we'll do it there. Just let me know when. Honey, I'm still a humble A-Rap, so don't go there. Um, how can our... I live in Sylvania, but I'm a humble little A-Rap. Uh, how can our, our humble audience get in touch with my, uh, my Arabic friend, my beautiful Arabic hummus-making friend? Did you just hear what I said about losing weight? I lost 31 pounds. Good for you. I did hear that, and I was going to say something. Good for you. I know. Thank you. I feel really good. I've been, you know, I've been really working on it. My number at the office is 419-882-5510, 419-882-5510. So I would love to hear from those. And also, we have gift certificates available for the for for the uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, the moon's going to be in Pisces, so it's going to be good. So it won't be a bad time for people. I, you know, because it's in Pisces, and that's all sweet and sensitivity and all that good with stuff. With every uh, <laughs> with every five gift cards you buy, you get a five pound bag of hummus too. Oh my God! I'm going to make you some hummus. It's the last thing I do. Let's. I, I hope it's the last thing you do, because then you will have I, lived a complete life. We have we have a really good month of March coming up. It's going to be really good for people. I feel like it's going to be probably one of our best times. I mean, it's just going to be good. 
So really, in all essence, I just think that this this year is a much better year than what last year was. So yeah. we're going to feel pretty much on top of things. And the new moon is coming up Thursday, day after tomorrow, and it's a, it's really good for new things and positive things coming up for us all. Uh, nice. I, I just saw a meme that said, uh, we haven't had to check any boxes in the apocalypse bingo card lately. And I, I it, it's right. I mean, for a lot of reasons, things couldn't have been worse than last year. Um, things could be bad. They certainly were here this weekend, but not as bad event after event like last year. So, um, yes. yeah, we're in a better place right now. And I'm not going to mention, we are. And I'm not even going to mention one particular overweight reason why things are better, but I'm just going to let that one alone. <laughs> it's gonna, well, I just think there's going to be a lot of positive things coming up. So really, in reality, it's going to be a good it's going to be good for all of us. We just have to stay positive. That's the most important thing. Unless that it's a pregnancy, nice. unless it's a pregnancy test, we don't want any of those positives. <laughs> oh my God! Alex, Toast you to that. Know your schedule. Text me so I can text <laughs> Cutie Pie over here, and we could see when we could kind of you know hook up for that. Okay. To get I can be flexible. I'm super flexible with my schedule. So as long as it's not a Monday morning, I'm good. I know I hate early mornings. I can't stand to get up early. I have a standing meeting every Monday at 9 a.m. And I'm just like, I, I, I advocated. I said, can we do this on another day? And they said, no, Monday. Start, Great. Start the Boy week day. off. Start the week off with work. Great. All right. All right, Miss Amida. I will talk to you soon. Okay, my dear. And Alex, I'm so happy for you. You deserve Yay. only the best. Thank you, Janet. Hugs and kisses. Talk soon. Bye. Love that lady. She's so sweet. Her she voice is. is just so relaxing. I don't trust her about the 30 pounds, though. Um, she said that before. And mm-hmm. the difference now is I haven't seen her in a while. But she said that before. And she, and she called me. And she's like, you didn't say anything about all the weight I lost. She loses any weight. Oh, God. Shut the fuck up, Eric. Shut up. That's just my big sister I'm teasing. What um, I need her to tell me is when, when we should buy a house in the next six months. When the, when the market is doing better. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's better than it was in the summer. Uh, yeah, 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 for for sure. But still, still, still kind of hot. Um, what was the thing? Oh, so she, we were talking about this last weekend, and things were a little erratic for me. And I'm trying to emotionally manage through um, not having a shower. Mm. And I like to be clean. I mm-hmm. like showers. They're relaxing mm-hmm. for me. It's a nice little escape. Not that I have to escape from that much, but I like to just sit in there and, and enjoy the shower. Um, I'll be fine if I have to go to your place. Like, I have plenty of options. Bethany said I could use uh, their extra one. Josh, the engineer, has uh, a full set. He has he has two bedrooms, two bathrooms. Or, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. he, has, he has an extra bathroom that I use. I can use, mm-hmm. like, a complete extra bathroom. So I have plenty of places to go. If mm-hmm. I was that desperate, I would do it at Planet Fitness. Mm. Um, and it's clean there, but I just have an issue with that, knowing that there is a, like a thin piece of cloth uh, that's covering me from just the smells right. in there bother me. No, 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 no. I like, I like the privacy and the simplicity of, you know, what you offer and Josh and others. Yeah. But, um, and I was worried about this. And it makes me be tired of this weather even more. And I hope once we get through this this Arctic spell where later, oh, I think over the weekend, we're only going to have a high in the single digits. So the guys are coming in and out of the house working in the bathroom. So they're, they're tracking like all kinds of uh, snow and salt into the house. And <laughs> the, the, 
my landscaping people, I think I told you yesterday, finally, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast, they finally came um, Sunday morning at 3 a.m. How do I know? They fucking woke me up. Oh, no. My dogs would go crazy. I would be so mad. The dogs were half asleep, but I heard it. And the my light wasn't on down there for them, so there was lots of banging. And this is me just being super nitpicky. They oversalted to, oh. to where um, when I would take Andre outside, Diddy's paws get, get cold fast, but he's been good. Andre will play out there all day. And we've come in a couple of times, and he's been on three legs. And I'm like, "What's mm-hmm. going on?" And this is, and I realized it was the like some of these giant salt things that are mm-hmm. all over the walking path that because uh, that can really irritate a dog's pads. Yeah. So between having to dance with them outside, my my condo area, the 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 inlet where I am, they're not plowing it timely. It just it just sucks, and it feels like I'm just in, on an island surrounded by winter, and it's it's getting to me. Being Not having showered after two gym days in a row doesn't bother me. Snow everywhere? <laughs> problem. My dad said, why don't you just go roll around in the snow? It's got to be clean. It came from the clouds. Yeah, it's probably disgusting. They, I've seen a couple videos where people took snow and put it in a cup and waited for it to melt. And then they showed like what the water was, like as it melted, and the water's like brown and... It's like natural black it's gross try it literally try it get a bunch of snow put it in a cup let it melt in your home and then take a look at what like what it looks like it's gross um with, so don't don't do that with what's being tracked in there's plenty to pick up off the floor at this point like <laughs> it's it's bothering me i just like i i don't want to say it's the ocd in me because it's it's not that i hate how people use that especially for what what we do um you don't have ocd i, I right. neither do i i i would just like the dirty salt footprints off of the majority of my downstairs because it's driving me nuts and it's only been a day and a half so. can you ask them to put down i mean i feel like a good contractor would put down um like something so that they're not tracking stuff through your home. They've done that. When I had to have my apartment repaired for one thing or another, the contractors would bring in like little floor rugs or something so that they weren't. Um, and th- so the path that they would have to walk, and I know in your case they would have to go all the way upstairs, but um, they wouldn't be tracking anything in. Yeah, we'll, we'll dig into that. Like it's, they'll either use cardboard or like a plank, or I've even seen some some people that come in, uh, whether they're doing cable work or just whatever kind of, they'll wear like little booties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100% booties too. But I'm with you. I mean, I this literally this morning, so my car is still, I'm being late. I don't know what my deal is. I'm being lazy. I haven't had my car towed yet. It's still just sitting here. I did that the last time too. I'm just like, yeah, I'll do it when I feel like it. Um, so I dropped Thomas off at work this morning, very early in the morning. And it was, there was like snow, like fresh snow on the ground. And I'm like, I haven't seen the road in weeks. And I'm not, and he's like, what are you complaining for? We barely have gotten snow this year. I said, right, we all got it packed in the last three or four weeks um, for the entire year. (laughs) It's just our season. And I'm like, and it's obnoxious and I want to see the road and I want it to be a little warmer outside. I don't want to have my heat all the way up at like 74 degrees so that my pipes don't freeze. Well, our, oh, I'm, I am paranoid that we have, our apartments are wonderful. They have like sprinkler systems in them, but they are known to freeze and burst. And we live on the bottom floor. And so if there, a sprinkler system bursts above us, it's going to leak all the way down into our apartment 
and I'm just like, let me. You know, so during, you can you, you can uh, run you can drip your water. Uh, so, but not in the sprinkler system. Yes. Oh, so okay. I've been I've been dripping my water in the sinks, but the sprinkler system. So I'm also in a new building, and I'm hoping that they thought about that in advance because um, obviously whatever however many six years ago or however long it was. I mean, we had 14 buildings. Ten of them had sprinkler systems burst in the building with like thousands of dollars worth of damages. So then when they built the side of the property that I'm living on, I would hope that they insulated those things because they weren't in the other ones. Right. What's your, uh, I'll guess electricity, is it electricity or gas heat? Uh, gas. Uh, so I don't pay that bill. Oh, good for you. Yeah, crank that thermostat. I do. I do. But I, but I've, um, I was just thinking about this when Janet was talking. I'm like, I'm so tired. I don't sleep well when I'm hot. And so I have to sleep with the temperature at like 66, <laughs> maybe, to sleep comfortably. So when it's floating around 72, I'm struggling, struggling. And I haven't gotten a good night's rest in a couple of days. So I've had a, I had a couple of big uh, energy bills for and it's all it's all electric. It was like one twenty and then one thirty, mm-hmm. and I feel like that was more than last year. And I have I usually so it's not as look. I think uh, like one temperature is. I think temperatures are in an inaccurate place to place because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I keep mine at like sixty three or sixty four. You would think that that's like really cold, but it's comfortable, and I don't think it's that way because I've gotten used to it. I just think thermostats. Um, are off a little bit, but I've tried to keep it down because, you know, a couple of big bills. And like you said, it's just been, all the snow has been packed in for a handful of weeks. So has the cold weather. Like we've been under 40 for a while. And when we got the, like one of these first big snows within the last couple of weeks and I looked ahead, I was like, we're not going to see the lawn for a while. (laughs) Yeah. and And it's so cold that the sun can be shining all day and it doesn't melt shit. And so yeah. I'm just like, God, I'm sick of it. And I know that I, this is normally the time, like I always, I look forward to things in spurts. So I'm like, oh my goodness, it's almost the end of March. And spring is like three weeks, or the end of April. And spring is like three weeks into March. Then it's going to be spring. And then we're going to start to get our first warm days, like the first week of April. And boom, there we are. We're done. We're through it. So that's that, for some reason, that's just how I get through it. It's just, it is what it is. But I don't feel that right now. <laughs> that, that, thinking it's going to be warm in April is so glisteningly optimistic of you. I've lived here long enough now to not expect that. And I I would think back when I was a kid, when I would be off for the week of Easter vacation, I remember most of the time, I don't remember any time where, where for Easter vacation for a week, I was hunkered down inside playing video games. I remember... Some sunshine, some warmth, being out, yes. warmth, being outside playing basketball. Maybe the earth is broken. Um, where I grew <laughs> up compared to here, it's it's not the same, but it's not that dissimilar. And I asked my dad. He's like, "No, it's it's gotten warmer later into spring than ever before." Yeah. So that's that's also why I have the optimism that I have because my birthday is at the end of March, and I also remember warm Easter breaks, and I also remember. Um, when we would have like my birthday party with my family when I was younger 
it would always be warm. It would be a barbecue. Like it wouldn't, you know what I mean? It would be like our first barbecue of the season and it would be warm. I would get a new bike and be able to ride it around in the yard, not in my basement because of how cold it is. So um, that's, that's always what I visualize when I think of spring and the month of March. I'm like, it's gonna, and as an adult, I remember it being like 78 degrees one year on St. Patrick's Day. And I, we caught the subway down to downtown Cleveland and everybody was sweating and drinking all over the place. So it happens. Like I know that March and April are those like back and forth months of you don't really know what you're going to get. It's never consistent in my opinion. It used to happen. I think yeah. those days here on this planet are done. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, I want to talk about some some suicide things, not because we were on the Suicide Prevention Coalition call um, before we wrap up, but let's uh, let's talk about this Britney Spears thing. Oh. I get so there's a a, doc, uh, a documentary called Framing Britney Spears. Yeah, and then yeah. I saw, I saw um, I didn't even know about this until I saw uh, Craig Ferguson. Do you remember him? I think he was the Irish late uh, late late night TV host. No. Yeah, he had a. He was like on. He was after whatever comes on at eleven thirty till twelve thirty. He was on after that, and, and pretty funny. Um, he had a pretty long run. I don't know what network it was on, but he was on, on a long time. And it says uh, a two thousand seven monologue where host Craig Ferguson says comedy should not be about attacking the vulnerable has resurfaced after the mm. release of the documentary Framing Britney Spears. He uh, he refused to make fun of her, and. Um, this is why it always kind of like made my skin crawl a little bit. And it was hard for me to talk about um, like a lot of the entertainment stories and gossip that we would get into because you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and those were just like hit and miss stories. You know, they're here one day and then, and then they're gone the next. And I, I hate, pro- this is why I like talking about what we talk about, our lives, our perspectives, mm-hmm. not our perspectives about someone else's life because we know a fraction of a fraction of what's, actually going on so i think in a in some way i've tried to do what craig ferguson has done even though sometimes i've had to offer an opinion for one reason or another but it's always maybe a little bit uncomfortable speaking on things that i am mostly unaware of so i haven't watched it yet i fully intend on watching it today um but i thomas and i had had this conversation i've seen the rumblings of the free Britney movement over the last couple of months. And I have continued to explain the necessary. I shared one video. I think you might remember this. I shared one video, Sunny, stop one video a couple months ago. It was in the summertime. It was when it was warm outside where she was like dancing and I made fun of her and I immediately took it down immediately took it down because I'm just like, I represent a mental health professional in the community. I represent my biz, my job, you know, my field of work. Like I can very well not be making fun of this woman who is clearly not well, you know, and let alone share it, although she's a public figure. So I took it down and then, you know, I was, I looked into, I just kind of Googled her and looked up her Instagram to see other videos and she clearly does not seem well. Now, people are arguing that she doesn't seem well because she doesn't have control of her life. But I think that there's a lot, not a large amount of the population, but it's made it all the way to the view. So I saw it like right after everybody left, 
they today at this um, center, I unmuted it and they were talking about it. They were talking about the documentary and how it's ignited, um, you know, people's interest. The Kardashians are tweeting about it, like celebrities are tweeting about it and about this documentary. And people are having opinions about she should be free to do this and she should be free to do that. And I'm just like, um, no, like you people are speaking from inexperience they don't if you've never come across and i don't know for a fact obviously but if you've never come across someone who's living with a severe and persisting mental illness not everyone but some people you don't understand how dangerous it could be for this person to potentially be in control of certain aspects of their life and so I doubt a court is going to continue to uphold conservatorship or guardianship, whatever you want to call it, if it isn't medically necessary. Um, And in Brittany's case, everybody's giving her father a hard time. Don't know his motivations. They probably are kind of fishy, you know, because I think he makes like six figures to be her conservator. Like he makes a hundred grand a year or more just to be her like guardian, conservator, controller of her estate, all of that. And so that's a big deal. Like, I get it. I do get that. And and it probably shouldn't be a family member. It should be a lawyer or somebody who's not connected to her at all um, to eliminate the risk of her being taken advantage of. But without seeing the documentary, without knowing too much more, just based on what I've noticed over the last couple of months, she doesn't seem well. And we know that she's had public breakdowns. We know that she's had a long history of um, mental health challenges. She's had her children taken from her. Like we know these things and her mental health could potentially be spiraling. And there are times when somebody needs to step in for the best interest of that adult. And I think people aren't really understanding that. No, they don't. And that's why the your answer and your thoughts are quite sound everybody else including myself should be i don't know Um, because the only thing you see is what she allows you or what paparazzi snaps of her and the judge has to see if if you're going to say that that's like eight percent of her daily behavior and you're going to make a loud ass obnoxious decision on twitter uh in her favor Uh, Not on 8%. Nobody should be ever making a bet on that where the judge needs to know a much larger percentage of what's going on in her daily life. Even the judge, him or her, will never get 100%, but he's certainly going to be privy to a lot more than the Kardashians would be. And that's why, like, it just, it aches my soul a little bit when we have to have, when we're asked for what we do, for what I do, um to have an opinion on these things where you know so little of what's Mm -hmm. actually going on. And that applies to like everything in sports as well. Anything that gets people's gossip gene going, like you know so little of what's going on, but you can fling your opinion out into the social media sphere and, and it can, it can pick up a current sometimes and sometimes it's off and going and it just creates total havoc and people just don't know much at all. Yeah. And it's just picked up so much steam Um, and it's, and the more steam it's picking up, people are speaking from a place of miseducation. And I say this all the time. It's, it's kind of rare for somebody to come across a severely mentally ill person. And I'm referring to a person that can't even live independently anymore, cannot manage medications anymore, needs, you know, a group home or a guardian full time. It's, it's not, 
I wouldn't say that it's rare, but it's just not something that you see. And also just because somebody has a severe mental illness doesn't mean they're like running through the streets naked. You know, right. they look like your everyday person. But when you interact with them for longer periods of time, you can kind of understand that there are some challenges that are there. But if you've never seen that or never experienced it, then you don't understand. And Thomas and I were having a conversation about it and he we were disagreeing about this because I said to him, nobody challenged when my father got a guardian. My father had severe dementia. He could no longer, he could not have a cell phone. He could not leave the home. You know, he couldn't, he needed 24 seven care. And Thomas says, well, that's not the same. And I said, it's absolutely the same. Dementia is a, is a disorder in the brain. Mental illness is the same thing. I said, it's absolutely the same. It's just, there's a stigma behind mental illness where people cannot fathom and or understand that it can inhibit so much of your life. Um, and I, with, obviously nobody knows, you're right. Nobody knows Brittany's personal business. Nobody knows what she's really going through. I have a feeling that may be found out decades from now, you know, it, later on. But at the moment, it's, it's, it's hard to watch from my perspective because it's like we knew Brittany as, you know, Brittany Spears. And now you're seeing her in a completely different way. And it's just sad because it, it, it mirrors a lot of things that I've seen. How are we seeing her? I, right I, now? I, I'm not... Have you not watched these videos? No. Oh, uh, so she uploads a video, I want to say a couple a day, once a day. She's in the same room, which looks like the great room of her big, big fat mansion. And she never wears anything shorter than a crop top. And when I mean a crop top, I mean literally a bikini, always showing her belly. She's always in Daisy Duke shorts or a Daisy Duke or like itty bitty mini skirt. She has makeup like she's worn it for three days straight. She doesn't look like she's brushing her hair. Sometimes she looks like she's sweating. Like she literally looks like, for me, she presents as if she was like on something. You know how sometimes you, sometimes you can see, other times you can't tell. I pulled but, up the videos. Yeah, her, yes, and she's, she, she's got raccoon eyes. Yes, and like three-day-old makeup. And she does the same dances every time she's doing her like slave for you routine to different songs, sometimes Billie Eilish, sometimes Beyonce. She also talks, so she'll do she'll record videos of herself talking to her fans and she sounds like a child. And so um, from my perspective, I'm curious what's happening with her. It's very childlike. It's very youthful. And like, you know, if you witnessed and experienced trauma as a child, sometimes your development just stops or you're just taken back to that. And then you take on this youthful persona, you know, based on when that trauma hits you as a child. So it's. It's hard to, I know she has a serious boyfriend. She never, I don't know if she sees her kids at all. Um, but it's just, I remember when I started hearing about Brittany, I went to her Instagram and I was like, whoa, I immediately took down my video. I didn't make any comments about her because I knew immediately that something was happening here. Yeah, you, 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 you it's hard to defend someone who's going to put that out there. If it were anybody else, as I just scanned through those, if it were anybody else, I'd be like, it's just someone trying to get some social media currency. Right. But with what she has done in the past, uh, and you're right, unfortunately, when she had a lot of her things, we hadn't quite cracked down the barrier of stigma for mental health. So we just right. kind of like let her go instead of helping her. And you're right, her mind's defense mechanism might have been mm -hmm. to turn back into a time when she was 
safe and innocent. And that was before she became a, a global megastar when she was like 16 or 17 years old. And just because, like, to further out, to stretch your point out a little bit, just because she has a serious boyfriend doesn't mean anything at all. Like, that person could be enabling or just, mm-hmm. at the very least, not being a good um, uh, partner. Not a good partner or just not a solid safety net for her. So, yeah, it looks a little troubling. And prob- it does. It, the biggest takeaway for all this for me is that it was probably a bad idea to make her dad her conservator because probably yeah, that 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 open you give someone a key for Pandora's box for others to doubt. And that's a problem. Yeah, it never. I mean, that's I, if that is I think that that can is, people can agree to that. It never should have been her father in the first place place it should have been someone who's not connected to her who could have handled her affairs and her estate without bias um and that's i think a lot of people's opinions of well of course she looks like that she's in prison of course she's acting like that she you know there's nothing she can do there's nowhere she can go um you know they're they're making those kinds of comments there's conspiracies out there that's like you know she blinked twice in her video that means she's (laughs) telling us she's you know this is this is this documentary is just now coming out, but the conversations, at least within the last year related to this, have been of that nature of like, hey, Brittany, if you need our help, please blink three times and then another time and then another time. And look, she did it. Look, she's got a video with this song. That song symbolizes this or that. So it's, I mean, it's a conspiracy. Um, we, I think over time, like we'll find out. But from my perspective, um, at least from what I've seen, which again is 10% of what's actually happening. I understand it might be necessary for her to have somebody that is in control of her affair so that she doesn't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know how much of her kids, how much her kids are going to be getting, gaining from a trust or something of that nature. But yeah, it's, it's sad. It's well, sad. When I went to Wab. Uh get us to another thing and we'll, we'll wrap up. I think yeah. you might have seen some of these suicide things that I was throwing out there because I found it um, very stark and very important. But I think to segue us into that, when we look back and when we finish, maybe this is a slightly insensitive, but it's a turn of turn of phrase. Turn of, my, my brain's not working today. I apologize. <laughs> um, uh, when we finish the autopsy on the pandemic, I think one of the things people will pinpoint at is, and I know everybody, because they'll tell you how fucking busy they are, we're going to look back and go, people had too much free time. And that's why they went down QAnon rabbit holes. They thought Brit- Britney was blinking in Morse code and needed help. Because when you're bo- <laughs> probably what does Barry say? An empty mind is the devil's playground. That's right. So, um, but I saw, so there is... Famous last words were, I saw on a blog. <laughs> but, um, so this blog is called Marginal Revolution. It's run by uh, a, an economist named Tyler Cowen. I would say that he would probably lean, like, Republican. Like, if you had him pick one side, it would be Republican. But he's more libertarian, and mm-hmm. he calls out sides equally. And um, I've never found him to really... I mean, look, everybody's got an agenda, but... And, and anybody can be fact-checked into a billion pieces on the internet. Some are easier to do it than others. But I, I find a lot of things that he shares on his blog, whether they're links or uh, or parts of 
or excerpts of stories he writes for Bloomberg. Like, it's valid stuff. He doesn't share out nonsense. He's never got to apologize for, like, shouldn't have shared this link because look what it turned out to be. Mm-hmm. So it's it's as trustworthy, at least. It's, it's as trust, trustworthy as I can share out to others. And he shared a link the other day, and it said, suicide, suicide rates aren't up. And it took me to a Twitter account, Tyler Black, M.D., um, he doesn't have a check mark for those that care, but he's got 15,000 followers. And again, I know you can go, the weirdest people have 15,000 followers, but I'm giving you what I can find. He says, he is, this is interesting. Have you ever heard of this before? A suicidologist. Yes. Okay. He says he's a suicidologist, emergency psychiatrist, and pharmacologist. Um, so he, and this was the link from the Marginal Revolution blog, and I'll, I'll read this. It's It's a long thread. Um, and I've shared it several places where I have said, this is great news. He says, my first estimate for USA suicide rates in 2020 are available. Um, though the final rate for 2020 will likely creep up due to a lag, it is unlikely to go past 2019 levels. Then in all, all caps, the suicide rate has not increased. So, as he said, there could be a lag. And as you and I both know, sometimes suicide data will always be inaccurate for a variety of reasons. But the fact that it isn't, uh-oh, you don't want to see this kind of data coming out right now, to me, I'll take that as a good sign, as a positive sign, because I thought that we're getting to a place now where we would start to see the morbid um, the morbid and devastating effects of the pandemic that's going to be a year old next month. So I'll take... Uh, we're not going to go past the 2019 numbers at this stage for one of a couple of reasons. Maybe people did decide to kill themselves because this was too much for them. But to have kept that number from going, last year's number from going past the year before um, was probably because so many more people were aware of what's going on with their mental health and sought out help. The only fact they have to back that up is try to get an appointment with any kind of therapist these days, you're going to be on a waiting list. Mm -hmm. So there's enough little bits of evidence and data there that I can I can breathe a sigh of relief and go, good, people are hurting, but they're getting help. And let's hope that this gentleman's numbers as a suicidologist will continue through the year. And look, as you know, I always say, you can't save everybody. But if we found a way to keep that suicide number, even with 2019, we will have won a pretty big battle, in my opinion. I agree, because I think that a lot of the leading conversations last spring were, what this pandemic was going to do to the mental health of our nation of like our society um, and how we were going to feel waves of of um, reactions to covid for a long time for the, at least through the rest of the year and that doesn't mean that we didn't i think that we very well did i think a lot of people there was a lot of people who are experiencing an increase in mental health symptoms and weren't afraid to speak about it but i think that's because there was so much conversation around it there was a lot more um efforts placed in potentially marketing and programs changing to meet the needs of individuals in a covid like setting so you're right more people were receiving help because more people were talking about mental illness and emotional distress and stress. And I don't know if people felt like, okay, this is a good enough reason for me to seek out mental health support. Like if they said, you know, if some, some people have to find a really good reason to want to do it, whether that's grief or, you know, not necessarily because I'm thinking of killing myself because they might feel ashamed to talk about that. But, um, I agree. I think that's fantastic that the suicide rates did not increase because of COVID. That shows people are receiving help. That shows that we were talking about it early enough in advance. 
Um, and also, I would be interested in not to say that our government has done a whole lot for us, but for those people who may have thought who may have considered suicide because they potentially lost their job or something was happening and they didn't know how they were going to get through. There was a lot of support that trickled down because of covid you know, a lot of support. There were ways in which people could adapt so that things didn't get to that dire um, need. Now, that doesn't say for everybody. I know a lot of people did still have dire circumstances, but I feel like between the small business loans, the COVID relief checks, the, you know, being okay to work from home from time to time, um, being able to get enough, I, I just feel like that could have also made a difference. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm only speaking in in like zero sum circumstances here. Like you killed yourself or you're alive. Because you're right. There's a lot of stuff in between. And and one of the reasons why we're never able to get accuracy in in suicide rates are because three years down the road, someone might have run out of their their final dollars, and it mm-hmm. all stems back to the pandemic now. Um, but you know what? I'll, I'll take this because now is around the time, and I have nothing to. Uh, support this other than it's been awfully quiet for 11 months and we should start hearing things now if if we can take what people are saying at some level of face value now granted i like to think people just like to complain and whine it's easy and they are more resilient than they give themselves credit for um but we have not we have not hit um just how we overran uh hospitals and whatnot in many places it doesn't seem like we have overrun mental health facilities except for it's going to be a minute to get an appointment so i i did expect some kind of jump and maybe it'll come to that but at at this point if the first news is good news i will take it and that means that um we're getting our message out and people are saying you know what let me just go talk to somebody i'm gonna before i strangle the kids and throw that playstation (laughs) through their heads well and being i mean feelings and thoughts of suicide are really lonely. Like they're accompanied with loneliness and you really feel like you're the only one. And I think in this case, there was no way that you could possibly feel it. And I mean, COVID, I mean, so within the last 12 months, there'd be no way that you would think you were the only one. And that alone can be comforting. So the fact that, you know, 10 other moms or 20 other families that are struggling with their kids and schools, the fact that you knew other people that lost their job, that you knew other people that were experiencing grief, other people that just were feeling sad and down and had no idea why or couldn't really point it to anyone. Um, Even the individuals who really weren't affected by the pandemic maintained their job, was able to work from home, got some extra money from a stimulus check, although they hadn't lost any money in the first place. Even those people, and I'll put myself in that category, still experience substantial amounts of stress, anxiety, and depression, but you were not alone. And that yeah, makes a difference. Point. That good makes point. a big difference. And sometimes it takes a, a just a quick reframing. One of the things that I tried to share, because I thought it was a, a great line, it was probably in May mm-hmm. of last year when uh, the NBA had been out, out of work for two months. Um, they were trying to figure out how they were going to get back. And uh, he was a player on the Dallas Mavericks. Now, he'd been in the league for a, quite a long time, like 10, 11 years or whatever. And he is. when many of the players were concerned about going to this bubble and leaving their families behind, um, this guy's like, I am never going to have two straight months with my family ever again. I enjoyed right. the hell out of it, but now I am ready to get back to work. Yeah. So in the same way that 
Um, I know people have been seriously concerned. My kid's going to fall behind. And, and I understand that your kid may have fallen behind, but there are probably some other kids who struggle at school because mm-hmm. of the environment or bullies. And you know what? Now all of a sudden that kid has adapted to a new level of intellect and found something inside themselves that they couldn't because they just didn't learn well in school. So there will always be winners and losers. And, you know, it's a, it's a pandemic. Not a fundemic. There's going to be a lot of bad out of this. And, you know, as we approach a half a million dead Americans, it obviously, I think people like us have done all that we can because um, it's the higher levels of government across all levels that have really fumbled a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're, you're right. I think if I were a kid in school, I would appreciate being able to do my work from home because I think I functioned off of no sleep for a really long time <laughs> and I didn't function very well. Um, but, you know, it, it definitely would have made a difference. And I know there's other kids who experience the other side of that and that's okay. But um, yeah, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see that the numbers did not surpass that of 2019 um, and that we can not dead that part of the conversation, but, you know, talk about how important it is and how if when everybody is discussing mental health and suicide, what that really does for for folks, Um, because on the other side, I believe overdoses did increase. Yeah. Um, And they're they're connected, obviously. But that's why I said we're going to do zero sum here, death or no death. But, you know, shout out to you. Give yourself a high five for not killing yourself. Good job. Um, keep an eye out for our video soon. Um, uh, yeah. I, I think it went well. And again, we're warning you, there were no masks because again, I want you to be able to hear what we're saying and, um, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. The wellness and recovery place is a beautiful place. You, if you'd like to take advantage of it, I might be able to guarantee you me showering in one of those rooms sometime soon. <laughs> you might pop up. So, um, how does it feel to be engaged for three days now? It feels weird. Like it's still yesterday. I was like, oh, I can finally go to some of those bridal shows and not feel like a weirdo because I just wanted to go (laughs) out of of interest. Um, And then I'm like, crap, I'm going to have to look for a dress. I mean, if we choose to have a wedding, which we which we will, we will choose to have a wedding. So I'm like, crap, I have to go look for a dress. I hope that's going to be a good experience. and just Thomas is still giddy, sending me all sorts of pictures and ideas. And Are you going to do the say yes to the dress picture? No, okay, probably good. not. Because that probably would have cost you our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I probably will not. I'll just stick to traditions of doing a gender reveal when I'm ready to have a kid. With you're going pi- to have to, you're going to deal with it. With a pipe bomb. No, <laughs> with, a, with a lovely chocolate flavored cake. But um, no, yeah, it's fun stuff. It's going to be interesting um, what we're going to agree to pay for and what we're not. Mm. I know. Um, uh, last thing, since it is National Pizza Day, your very favorite pizza place here where we live. Ooh, oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, I love Arturo's Pizza because it's close to where I live. And it's delicious. It's on Oregon at the plaza at Oregon in Wales, right next to Bridgepoint Suites, where there was a crime that happened on Friday. Um, Okay. Arturo's it is. What's yours? I mean, and and a close second is Big Slice, and I've only ever had Big Slice once. Well, remember, Mo 
Mo lives, he, I don't know where he lives, maybe an exit away. So if you hit him up at the right time, if you tell me to hit him up, he'll probably bring you stuff. I'm sure. <laughs> but Big Slice is absolutely a close um, is in, in recent times, Stubborn Brother has overtaken Mama Mary's just because the crust is so much like back home. And again, they have that water filtration system where the, the flour, it, it tastes like, like matzah. Um, <laughs> and it's obviously much thicker and you, the, you get some of the flour on your hands. It's just the, the crust is, is so darn good. And it's, yeah, so I'm going to have to go with Stubborn Brother. I actually take, I 100% take it back. I cannot believe I didn't think about this. And it's probably because the last pizza I had was Big Slice. Hands down, without a doubt, Gino's. Gino's is my favorite. Gino, a Gino's cheese pizza, light on the sauce. Fantastic. Okay. We do have good chains here. They're one we of them. We do. So. Now, when I go back, anytime I go back home, I try to pick up some Geppetto's because Geppetto's is better than any pizza I've ever had, is, including is a, in New York City. Is that a pizza place? It is a pizza. So they do pizza and ribs, um, okay. but Geppetto's is the best, and I just, I want some. That's the Pinocchio guy, right? Yeah, that's Pinocchio's dad. Got it. Well, he didn't really give birth to him. He, he made him, right? He, well, it's his daddy. He was wooden, right? Pinocchio was wooden. Geppetto was not. He's a human being. Human, human being. Does Pinocchio Pinocchio is a He's a real boy. Now, what's the story of Pinocchio? He was a toy, and he turned into a real... And he lied, and when he lied, his nose would get longer, and somehow he turned into a real boy because of um, Jiminy Cricket and the star or something. He wished upon a star. When you wish upon a star. The Disney song. Makes uh-huh. And so he wished to be a real boy. He became a real boy. He was swallowed by a whale. He met donkeys. He met kids that got turned into donkeys because they were bad. All sorts of fun stuff. That sounds like a nightmare. I, I think I actually might rewatch that. You know, I'm watching Age of Ultron. I couldn't finish it last night, but I was how, interested. How, I rewatched it re- with not one. Did you rewatch it for WandaVision stuff? I rewatched it after we we got caught up on WandaVision just because... I love Wanda, and I was like, let's go back to her when she seemed like a bad, when she was like a villain, but she really wasn't a villain. She never really was. Right. Yeah, just circumstances and was uh, manipulated by by Hydra. Yeah, and I wanted to see her brother. Um, and I, I don't know what the hell else. I've never seen him in anything else. I have. Her brother? Yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I can't tell you, I can't like name it. I think he played a football player in like one of those all-American movies. He might have played like a military guy with a family who did some Jack Ryan style stuff. Um, so in the comics, he has a very comic book uniform because that's what it is. Uh-huh. When I watched Age of Ultron, I was like, all they could give him were like some sweatpants and Under Armour gear. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, I know he's new and they might not trust him all the way, but he cracked open that locker and it was like, that's what, like they gave you $50 worth of clothing and they're like, here, save the world. Yeah. There Tony couldn't have beefed them up? Nope. Okay. All right. Well, I will talk to you later today then. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye.